All right. Here we go. Quiet. Roll up. And the Oscar goes to... You like me right now. You like me. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings. And the Oscar goes to... Jack Palance. It's a clean sweep. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King... Hello and welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we take a look at the latest movie news, the films of today and yesterday, and try to put it all into some sort of context. Seated across the microphone from me is Film Buff Online contributing editor, Natasha Bogutsky. Well, you're getting better at that. (laughs) And seated across the microphone from me is Film Buff Online editor and chief... Put your hands together for Rich Dream! <laughs> now, 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 now. Now, let's, before we put our hands together for either of us, let's uh, point out that seated across the uh, virtual microphone from us is loud and nerdy as own J.W. Caldwell. How you doing, <laughs> How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's yet another week where you and I are talking to each other, but... This time it's on my show and not yours. Our but show. Our show. I knew I said it. Second I said Isn't it. Isn't it bad like, enough that you're a camera hog? Uh, anyway. Yeah, wow. Quarters of it. <laughs> Please, to a neutral corner. We're going to be fighting about Oscar stuff. <laughs> Very true. This is our Oscar pregame show, which uh, just here about a little over 48 hours from now, if you listen to it right when we drop this on Friday morning or at some point during the weekend, uh, the 94th, 95th, 94th Academy Awards oh my God, will be rolling out. And six years away from... Six years away from 100, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Crazy. we'll make it to 100. What's uh, so. up? Yeah. But, She's young. She doesn't have to worry. You and I have to worry. I have the um, the worry of imminent nuclear fallout to, to deal with. Welcome to my teenage years. Babe, it's duck and cover. It's duck and cover. Everything's fine. Just get under just get underneath the desk. Under the table. Under the table. Just get under the table. Well, the scariest thing we had in the 80s was the day after. Oh God. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was the scariest precipice or whatever. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna make it to hundred Oscars. Oh, we're gonna disappoint and have crazy things and Whatever the hell's going to happen this year with the decisions to uh, cut categories, I, I'm particularly I'm particularly in love with the fact that they're editing out the editor to only have an editor edit it back in. <laughs> True, it's, it's ironic. <laughs> Not like a black fly in your chardonnay. And I know, you know, I I think I was on with you complaining about it. We complained about the cut categories on our show as well. And the irony here is we only have a certain amount of time, so we're going to have to cut categories in what we're talking about here. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So let's get right into it. Um, I'm thinking uh, – for the categories that we did say we were going to talk about, we can just do like a quick round robin on on the first couple. So let's dive right in. Animated feature, JW. 
What's your uh, pick there between Encanto? I think, Enca I think Encanto is going to win. But mm -hmm. the more I see the Mitchells versus the Machines, I really love it better. Uh, but I think Encanto is pretty much the unstoppable juggernaut at this point. Told you. Uh, I pretty much agree with you. I would love to see Mitchells versus the Machines win. Um, they just won, uh, was it New York Circle, uh, New York Film Critics Circle, like last weekend. Um, it's swept at the Annie's Animation Awards. Um, but I think the General Academy is probably going to go for Encanto over Mitchell's. Encanto. 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 So um, and the thing is, the only thing that could be in its possibility of realm of possibility is you have mm -hmm. all these Disney movies. You have Luca. You have Ray and the Last Dragon. You have Encanto, Thank as you, you would say. You're welcome. Um, and maybe and maybe they kind of cancel each other out, and maybe Mitchell's versus Machines jumps in. But Encanto is on everybody's mind. Encanto is on everybody's mind. Yeah, mm -hmm. tell me about it. We don't talk about the, -go. the most. The music is infectious. Yes. Every man, well, Miranda, there is a, de a desire to make him much bigger than he already is, which is mm -hmm. scary. Yes. Um, and so for you, your Encanto is on Encanto. All right, moving along. Next up is a, um, adapted screenplay. We've got Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, Lost Daughter, and Power of the Dog. Natasha, what are you thinking here? Power of the Dog. <sighs> yes. It's, okay, so I'm going to get this out of the way on the show. I, and I told Rich this two weeks ago, I am a, not a proponent of the Power of the Dog. Not in a Sam Elliott crazy way. <laughs> but uh, I just found I think the movie's overdrawn. It's overdrawn. It's dramatic and crazy for no like it's all over the place. That being said, I think it's going to win. Although I give a slight chance to Maggie Gyllenhaal. She oh. wrote her own screenplay. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, adapted the screenplay. Came in. Um, she's moving in all kinds of directions right now. Up. The chain of Hollywood. So she's if, also if not be very upset. well liked right now. Her what and her that? brother. She's also not very well liked right now. Her and her brother. Public opinion is against her. Well, if we're talking about Taylor Swift songs, is that where we're going? Hey, public opinion <laughs> does matter in the court of public opinion. Well, sure, but Oscar, like she still got nominated. She's in the she's in the running five slots of anybody in the world would kill for if they're writing a screenplay. True, but will she win? Oh, no, no. I No, Jane Campion's going to win. It's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I have an intense dislike for The Power of the Dog. I'm having a hard time watching it right now myself. I'm in the middle of the dinner sequence. What Christ. Well, what, let me throw this out then. Dune, a long thought to be an unadaptable book, and we have one movie and a TV miniseries to prove it. And now uh, Denny Villeneuve comes along and... And Eric Roth. Yeah, and Eric Roth was a big key to that. Because yes. uh, Villeneuve came in and he loved the book and Roth had never read it. So he's like... I, <laughs> I can move... I can move honest, I don't know why Dune is in this category. Well, it's it, an adapted screenplay. But what I would say to you, the Dune crusher, is that we're getting a second movie. Bingo. That's why. We're getting, we're doing Return of the King. 
Yeah, we're going to wait. We're going to wait until it's a full... Because that's the other thing about Dune. No matter how much you love Dune, when it ends, you want more, and you feel like they compromise a little bit, although it's a perfect place to end. No, I don't feel like it should be in adapted screenplay because only half of it was adapted, not the full book. And therefore, you're only getting half the story. It, it can't be a full adapted screenplay when it's only half an adapted story. I, I think. Oh, no, but that's certain character arcs reach certain points. Yeah, and they, that's that's and a that's part of the adaptation process. Yeah, the adaptation is still where you need to split. Where you, yeah, and and the idea that you're looking at Dune as a full subject is where it's going to get tripped up. Except for all the technicals, we're not going to talk about technicals on this show. But no. Dune is going to have a field day, except for in cinematography. You think well, we're not going to get into it, but I wish we could. Just, really, just really quickly, I want to hear um, very specific. Um, I, if I was picking cinematography, I would pick Nightmare Alley. But I'm a I'm a big fan of Nightmare Alley. I am too, but I would pick Tragedy of Macbeth. Okay, but yeah. what I would say is, I would be happy it's, with it's, either one of those. <laughs> okay. But adapted screenplay, I think it's going to be Campion. I think Campion has a big night ahead. Just I don't. I hope it's not a huge night. <laughs> Fair enough. Not a fan of Jane Campion, apparently. No. Um, okay, I like Jane Campion. I don't like this movie. <laughs> I, also okay. don't, I also and Rich and I have discussed it. I don't like this movie as a way in a year where they're projecting that we want to be outward to everybody. With the Oscar show, we wanted more entertaining. We want this. We want that. We didn't nominate Spider-Man. Fine. But if you put the power of the dog out there on a year where you're talking about being entertaining and people go to Netflix the following day after the Oscars and watch the power of the dog, it it defeats any purpose of having an entertaining show. That's just my feeling. Okay. Original screenplay. We've got Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. I'll go first on this one while you, you, have, you have a particular favorite. You should go first on this one. Yes. Um, Belfast is just fine. Um, I don't think it's anything super special. What's good in the movie is basically uh, performances. Um, don't look up. I like Adam McKay, but this was far too smug for its own damn good. King Richard's okay. I like licorice pizza a lot, but I really like the worst person in the world. That was one of my most favorite films this year. Going Criterion. Yes, I'm excited. It was just announced for the Criterion Collection, so in June <laughs> I'll be picking that up. But um, that's that's where my vote would be. Um, licorice Pizza or Belfast, though, I have a feeling is going to take it. I would vote for Licorice Pizza. Okay. I, I, I have two things. I, I have something I would vote for and what I think is going to upset. I think Rich is on the right track. Um, the director is making a major plan. The director and writer, uh, Joachim Trier, has been visiting. Mm-hmm. He's been making connections. He's been a big hit at all the parties. He's been a big hit at the luncheon. That could be the upset. And for some reason, Paul Thomas Anderson's never won, which is just weird. <laughs> um, very weird. A lot of his movies are incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the screenplays are what set them apart. What I would say is I think Licorice Pizza is going to win, but if there is an upset and there there aren't a lot of places for upsets this year, 
The Worst Person in the World is a movie that could be an upset. Okay, we like that. Um, all right, Best Supporting Actress. We've got Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBoise in West Side Story, Judy Dench, Belfast, Kristen Dunst in Power of the Dog, and Ajune Ellis in King Richard. Either one. Um, so in any other year, West Side Story would be going on a sweep uh, through these Academy Awards. And this is the one category, if you narrow it down for West Side Story, that it, I think it's the only it's the only one that has a serious super chance of winning. Um, and so I'm going Ariana DeBose. The upset, and again, I'm going to go back to that movie again. It's an actor's movie, whether public opinion is with them or not. <laughs> Jesse Buckley, Lost Daughter. If you're looking for an upset, I hope it doesn't happen because I think Ariana DeBose is pitch perfect in mm -hmm. West Side Story. Natasha? For once, JW and I agreed. <laughs> Completely. Completely. She's amazing. Well, I, it's an incredible and performance. Jesse Buckley has been making the rounds in a lot of films yes. and plays within the past two years, starting mm -hmm. with her Romeo and Juliet for NT Live. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot more of her in the future. The Lost Daughter is, and I know you were talking about public opinion and everything, The Lost Daughter is the most dangerous to the front runners in a lot of categories. I actually, that's one of the few I haven't got around to yet. I am planning to knock that one out and power of the dog within the next 48 hours. Um, I have a watch couple the, of- Watch Lost Daughter first. Power I have, of the dog. I'm already having power of the dog. Let <laughs> me just finish it off. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like a boogeyman in a horror film. <laughs> well, I am in agreement with both of you here, too. This is Ariana DeBose's uh, category to lose, and I don't think she's going to. Um, she was fantastic. Um, and, and you're right. Any other year. For her. Like once she got on screen and they realized she was more than a, much more than a dancer, they gave her more to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's a really good it's a borderline lead performance. She's oh yeah, in the movie a lot. Mm -hmm. And and you said that you know any other year this you know West Side Story would be just you know dominating everything, and it's funny though because pre COVID this was supposed to come out in December of 2020, not uh, December of 2021. You know the film got delayed a full year, and you know I think we're seeing un the unfortunate results of that in some ways too. Well, so. and uh, it's a little bit of both. It's both the the delay of a year. And the weird, you know, Ansel Eggert stuff that's on mm -hmm. the side of things that, and it's like everything that when you have any kind of conspiracy or a weird uh, controversial subject, it, it draws things in into the vacuum of it, whatever it is. So like that was, that was on the hushed lips of people. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why. The funny thing about it is it's one of my favorite Spielberg movies, and I love a lot of Spielberg, as everyone knows. Mm -hmm. Oh, very much so. Yes. Uh, next category is Best Supporting Actor. We've got Siren Hines in Belfast, Troy Kotzer in Coda, Jesse Plemons in Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee in Power of the Dog. 
Um, Natasha, you want to take the first? Troy Kotzer. Yeah, this is a lock. Yeah, this, this is, is the lock of locks. The only upset could be Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. Sure. But that's a very um, slim chance. Well, the, the the interesting thing about this category is there's only two two nominations that could win. Like J.K. Simmons is a nice nomination for being the Ricardos. Doesn't have a lot mm-hmm. to do. Doesn't have a standout scene. Um, Hines in Belfast doesn't again doesn't have a lot to do. Doesn't have a standout scene. Clemens is steady throughout Power of the Dog, um, and Cody Smith McPhee is playing is playing whatever it is a, you know on the spectrum kind of character. And then Coatser, this may be the biggest lock of the year. This may be like if you were betting your house on somebody <laughs> walking out with an Academy Award on Oscar night, it should be him. And the more I the more I talk about this movie, by the way, as we progress, Coda. Is going to become it could become the little engine that could. We'll talk about that more as we go. I have thoughts about that, which we'll get to when we get to best picture. But it is the best performance. That's the other thing. Coach's performance is the best performance. There is a sequence on at the end of the movie where he's on the truck bed with his daughter, and it is a beautiful scene. It's an absolute knockout, and they better show that scene. Where basically he, he goes to a concert and he comes home with her and he says, I, I saw the people in the in the air in the auditorium and they were they were mesmerized by you. Show me what you were singing. And so he, she puts his hand on his on her throat, and it's this beautiful moment between father and daughter. It is awesome. I can't add anything else. Yeah, it's gonna be concerts to lose. Um okay. And we can take a little bit of a more more room to talk about best actress we've got jessica chastain for the eyes of tammy faye olivia coleman for the lost daughter penelope cruz for parallel mothers nicole kidman for being the ricardos and Kristen stewart for spencer all five performances i really really like this year um they're fantastic they're mm-hmm. it is a it is a fantastically spe- spectacular lead actress category. I want to see all five of these ladies get into a ring and duke it out. Cause that's pretty much what they're doing. Coleman they're, would win so, that. they're, they're so good in their perspective roles that there really isn't a standout, standout performance here. They're all so on each other's level. I think it's interesting that we have three of these um, nominees are playing real life people. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't know how that will factor into the Academy's voting. If they might, if that might push people away from those roles towards, you know, an original character creation like Olivia Coleman or Penelope Cruz's uh, work, or, or if you know, because when you're inhabiting the persona of somebody like Lucille Ball or somebody like Tammy Faye Baker, larger than life personalities that people just know the ins and outs and the ticks of, and if you're not right on that, that might turn off the, the Academy voter. Or if you're trying to interpret them and not be just a rich little like impersonation, you know, so, how, how do people respond to those things? Well, I, agree, I agree with that. I think I think the interesting performance, one of the interesting performances is, is Kidman. She's really great in mm-hmm. being the Ricardos. Although the movie kind of like, 
because of the construction of the movie and because they piled everything into one week so they could make a point, they kind of the movie lost traction. I think the two performances that I've seen that I that are playing real other performances that are playing real life people are Stewart and, and Chastain. And Chastain Chastain sings, she dances, she wears incredibly uh, bulgy makeup, mm-hmm. um, and she really cares about her. She so is definitely very lost in that character. You don't yeah, see just yeah, there's um, she has a good she has a good person to play off to as well. Um, you know, Stewart's kind of by herself in Spencer. Um, she carries the movie. She carries the entire movie. Chastain does too, but she has scenes with Garfield. Andrew yeah. Garfield, who's having uh, a <laughs> Garfield essence. Um, you know, but I think Chastain is the one for me. What that really drove it home. I, I I saw it recently and it's it's still in my head and she's in my head and I remember thinking I never really liked Tammy Faye Baker at all. Like I never thought a second thing and she mm-hmm. makes her deplorable and redeemable and kind of like just uh, a story I'd never heard also. Like oh yeah you, know, you, de- you definitely really walk out of that movie thinking more about that person. And going, wow, did we, as a culture, <laughs> as a society through the 80s and stuff, did we do them do her dirty in some ways? Because she almost all the person. convictions were her husband. Mm-hmm. Wasn't her? Yeah. Like all like he paid he paid off the he paid off the secretary. Now again, the movie that's the only thing going against the movie and the performance is that Every- the movie has been described as a little too friendly towards her. But you know, if you fall in love with a character, you fall in love with faults and all. With this, I've been following some of the award shows. Right now, it's a toss-up between Kidman and uh, and Jessica uh, Chastain. God knows the Oscars love movies about Hollywood. So I have a feeling <laughs> this is going to end up going in Kidman's lap. Ooh. But I think I think there's a possibility that Stewart could come up behind her and snatch it. So are you pulling for Stewart? I am. I would you love are. to see Kristen get it. Her performance was mind-blowing to me. And um, and in fact, I think we did an episode about Spencer where we discussed the characteristics and how these two actresses within a year <clears throat> on The Crown and in Spencer have played the role of Princess Di. Um I have been pulling for Kristen since the beginning, even more so when I saw the film. Nicole Kidman is wonderful. I don't see Lucy Ball. I see the hair. I see a little bit of the attitude. I don't see her. I see Nicole Kidman. Um, I, I think I think the Spencer thing is an interesting. Stewart's been great, uh, you know, and she she's been working. The I think it could become. Chastain has worked so hard to not be just a regular actress. She's worked hard to find her own stuff, produce her own stuff, move around, find different things. I think she might sneak in on your sneak in. No, I'm absolutely certain that if Nicole Kidman doesn't win it, it's going to go to Jessica Chastain. But 
Olivia Colman and Penelope Cruz, as much as I love those two actresses, they don't have a chance in hell because no, they don't, Stewart is the third. Yeah. She's going to come up and take it from them if either of those two don't get it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all for Olivia Coleman getting awards because she's <laughs> always delightful in her acceptance speeches. They're always so much fun. Um, so I, you know, every year just give her something just so we can have a good time with that. Well, and, she's, she's dangerous. She, cause what happens is she gets this nomination. People start watching that movie more than they saw. And then all of a sudden you start, start seeing bump through the award season. And she, if she starts, you know, I think Coleman's a dark horse, but I think it's down to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Cruz, I think, was great. Um, she's never better when she's with director Pedro Amadolvar. And yes. this, I think, was their best, their best uh, collaboration yet. Um, I would like to throw one in that would kind of be the exception to your rule. What? Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh, yeah, she's really good with that, but it's Woody Allen. <laughs> but, it's Woody Allen, but I, she won her Oscar for it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Wait, so. who, who's Woody Allen? Exactly. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. I like Midnight in Paris. What can I say? It's I a know. comfort movie. Okay. All right. Wow, we are chugging okay. along. Best actor. We have Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog. Speaking of Garfield singing. Andrew Garfield (laughs) in Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith in King Richard, and Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. It's it's King Richard, isn't it? It's Will Smith. Isn't it? Yes. I'm very sad about that, though. (laughs) It's not where I place my vote. It's the same character he played in Pursuit of Happiness. Come on, guys. Well, it's not, but that's not, this is the Oscars. Um, It's like, it's like uh, Maltese Falcon. It's the stuff that dreams are made of. Will Smith has waited a long time. And, you know, so I understand where it's going. But in the Garfield Renaissance that's happened this week and year and month, and whatever. <laughs> tick, tick, boom is fantastic. It is. It's mm. so good. And I've had people And he's say, so good in it. I, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I can't watch that. It's a musical. Uh, it's, a, it's about a guy who wrote a musical. Like, what, what am I going to connect to? I'm like, there is so much in this to connect to. It'll make your head spin. You just need to show them the, the, the rental. You, you need to show them the, the Rent Friends song. It, 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 like, not... Oh, is this is the last. I have, I have done that, and, and I've gone gotten over. People go I, I, the the thing about the performances, I don't know that it matters in this case. Um, Bardem is fine. Uh, you know, Cumberbatch. He's in a downer of a movie. You know, <laughs> but he gives pray, a great performance in it. Pray that Cumberbatch wins. Like, if, I would be sad if Cumberbatch won for the Power of the Dog. Um. I just because I just I think he's do better, you know. I think he can be better in something. Um, Washington, interesting take on Macbeth. Fantastic decisions, are really well directed, really well acted. All the things good. Um, but Will Smith's gonna win. Yeah, time for him to win. He's dealt with a flandering wife. He's he's 
taking it on the chin on that. He got on television and like jiggled his belly. <laughs> it's time for him to it's time for him to win and then next summer release like a blockbuster. Oh, like he always does? <laughs> I he hasn't though. And and I think I think what's part of this coronation of King Richard is that I think if Hollywood thinks if we give you your Oscar and you get that out of your system, we can get you back into you know, stuff that'll make us money. <laughs> and that's part of it. It, it. The sad truth, Natasha, about Hollywood is that at the end of the day, they want they want Independence Day 3 with Will Smith. Mm. Um, it, I, I like all of these performances, but, you know, like Heavy R. Bardem's performance in Being Ricardo's mm. is very symbiotic alongside um, Nicole Kidman's. They both work really well together. So it's kind of, if you're looking to just judge his performance, it's, it's a little part, hard to. Pulling apart is rough. Yeah. But if Nicole wins, then there's a possibility yeah. that we could see Javier win as well. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see it. Like, there's nothing leading into this where, I, like, okay, so the, the side things. Garfield did an upset. Cumberbatch, if Power of the Dog somehow starts winning everything. And Will Smith is the easy favorite. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it's headed. That's that that feels right to me too. Yeah. yeah. You're not you're you're not thrilled. So he didn't win for the pursuit of happiness, though. Let's look at it that I way. Remember. He didn't What? I remember. So he didn't win for that, so now he's going to win for the exact same role. It's okay, then. <laughs> it will be, I will I'm tell sorry, you, it I will be, like will his will be one of the, it'll be one of the best speeches of the night. Most likely, if he gets yeah. To, if he gets to talk, I don't know if they're going to cut speeches or not. When it yeah. co- and since Olivia Coleman isn't getting anything tonight, uh, <laughs> that night, you know, I'll settle for a Will Smith speech, I guess. And he will, and the thing is, he is a big fan of Hollywood. He will look at everybody. He will he will make a, a, a gesture to Denzel. He'll make a gesture to almost everybody that's nominated. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be a good speech. He is a good personality. He's a humble personality. He, he is hard. a generous personality. He works hard. I don't fault the man for that. I fault the man for being a personality actor. He Ooh. has three he has about three different versions of like things that he'll use in his roles he's action he's funny he's the caring overbearing father and that's it and every role that he's ever played is a variation on one of those themes but isn't that every great iconographic star they all have the roles they're not all very tom cruise has very little range at this point Mm -hmm. But he has range. He has it. He has not been given a damn good script in the past 15 he years. He hasn't them. played with his ego. He chooses to make money. He, like, he has Cruz can do whatever he, he wants. Cool. He walked and, onto the set of Tropic Thunder and destroyed hmm. the script. <laughs> so I, I understand what you're saying. I, I just think 
Will's worked long in the vineyards. It's time to it's time to pay the piper. And again, I think the subtle subtext of this: you're making great movies, kid. Everything's fine. Now let's get you back in a blockbuster. I I mean I agree. I I look at the I look at this and I see Javier has an Oscar. Benedict is too new. Andrew too new. Will doesn't have one. Denzel has a couple. Yeah, it's gonna go to Will Smith. But I don't. The, the funny thing there is, I would it. I would argue that Cumberbatch, he should have won for Imitation Game. Like I so, we're, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's all whether or not you play the cards you're handed. And right now, Cumberbatch is in a good spot to in the next two or three years find something, sink his teeth in. They'll look at him and go, "Oh, look, he has range from Doctor Strange to whatever the Oscar movie is." Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Benedict Cumberbatch will be a direct Oscar winner as well. Uh, Most likely, but moving along. Um, best she director. Hates she hates me, Rich. She hates me. Well, when you talk about just Doctor Strange being the only thing people are know him from, that's just an insult. Hmm. No, I, no, he didn't say that. I didn't say that. Doctor Strange has range. Hmm. How was I supposed to take it? Okay. Anyways, does <laughs> have range. Moving on, um, we've got our best director category where we're looking at Kenneth Branagh in Belfast, Raisuki Hamaguchi in Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Jane. You think it's going to go to uh, Jane Campion? Yep. Okay. Yeah, even he looks at me and he's like, yeah. Okay, this, yeah. Now, here, this is where I'll get on my soapbox. Spielberg deserves this award. He right on. That he opening recreated, He recreated a troubling 50s musical that was beautiful in its day. He updated it. <laughs> He changed things around and, and and maybe made them better, made them structurally more sound. Um, and it is the one of the single most personal projects he's ever done. And it's on par with how good it is up against the original. There are not many films that are that iconic that you could try to remake and remake it just as good as the original. And this matches. It, it does. It's, ways, it's it as good, as good if not better than the original. Yeah. And what I would say is, if the if the if I have my way, and the Academy does things I want, this would be the upset of the night. Like just seeing him win for this movie, because he, he announced the other day, like at the Oscar, one of the luncheons, that he's not going to do another musical. He may produce one, but he's never going to direct another one, and. I love that he's going through film history. The idea that Spielberg is making movies his dad loved <laughs> to me means the world. Like he, the next thing he's working on is a bullet film. He's he's not doing a remake, but like a continuation of bullet, which you, you go, yeah, Spielberg's never done that. He's never. And the idea that he's doing this now at the end of his career, where he's just going to pick and choose Stuff that his dad loved that his, he watched on a Saturday afternoon with his dad. Uh, you know, Jane Campion's going to win, but 
you shouldn't. Yeah, I, and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of Spielberg's earlier stuff is also driven by, you know, his father, father being absent at some points in his life. When you look at the family in E.T., where it's a single mother, or you look at Indy and his father in um, The Last Crusade, yeah. uh, there's a strong, that's a strong theme through a lot of his work. Even Tom Cruise trying to get back to his family in War of the Worlds. Um, well, even Minority Report, like, it's it's across all, it's in the DNA of his stuff. Now, mm-hmm. Campion is a, I don't want to take anything away. It is a well shot. It is a meticulous Western. It is easy to watch uh, in in small subsets. Um, <laughs> it's like it's designed for streaming. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not. I don't know how to say this. It doesn't. It's hollow for me. It's like um, this is a, a, a dated reference, but. Do you remember in The Fly when Gina Davis and and Jeff Goldblum are they're trying to figure out how to make the transmitter go or the transponder work, and he gives her a steak, and it's synthetic, it doesn't mm-hmm. taste right. That's how I feel about the power of the dog. It's synthetic. It's like all this drama, all this whatever, and hmm. the movie ends up being a fizzle, and and she's gonna win, but. What I've seen before Power of the Dog makes me, um, it's very cerebral. There is not a lot of dialogue in this. So it is, it is one of those that you really have to pay attention to it in order to catch the moments that really matter. Because a lot of times, if you're not looking, you're going to miss them. Um, That's very true. It's, it's vacant stare cinema, right? It's, it's vacant stare cinema. Um, another side note about this category. I'm sorry. I Dune got 10 nominations. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I know guys, exactly where you're going. Those, those guys just must have showed up on their own. <laughs> there was no director involved in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, that's one of the big with this set of nominations, like I love Brian is fine. Belfast is, is a endearing. I, I thought at the time it came out, Belfast was going to be the movie that walked away with the awards. Um, Drive my car is very good as well. Uh, you know, tying in with finding international cinema into the Academy. Paul Thomas Anderson for licorice pizza. Fine. Um, but Spielberg, I think for me would be the, I would really love to see it. It would be an amazing moment. The thing, I want award. See, the thing I want to see is a Kenneth Branagh Denzel Washington reunion. Much Ado About Nothing reunion on, on the red carpet or at the Oscars. <laughs> like that for me is going to be the moment of the night. Okay. okay. Last. Well, the, red, the red carpet is an interesting thing because we don't know that there's going to be so much of a red carpet this year. Because yeah. Chastain has already said she's going to skip it. In solidarity with with the people that have got pushed to the side, so red carpet going to be interesting because the show starts an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. Going to be tough. Yeah, will be interesting. Way to um, way to ruin everything, Academy. 
<laughs> well, I'll be dressed in my finest. So if they want to invite me to take her place on the red carpet, oh. I will be more than welcome. <laughs> you be my date? Okay. You see, that's all I had to do. Yeah, everybody, everybody would go. Like, I would love to be able to go and just be like, you know, walk in and like, you know, a Batman T-shirt. <laughs> like, what's it done by? Oh, it's Versace. <laughs> and watch Donatella freak out the next day. Yeah, and just bring Susan Who's your t-shirt by? Haynes. <laughs> 80stea.com. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. Last category of the uh, of this year. Best picture. Really quickly. We've got Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog and West Side Story. Natasha, who do you think's taking it home? Give it to him first. Okay. J- JW, who do you think's taking it home? Coda. I would tend to agree with you. Coda's gonna upset Power Coda. of the Dog. We're gonna give we're gonna have Campion, best director, mm-hmm. make everybody happy. But Coda is the movie that this academy can sell. As go get Apple TV, watch this movie. It's amazing. First of all, how how pissed off do you think Netflix will be if Apple TV gets amazing. a Best Picture right. award before they before do? them? Yeah, it's amazing. After they've spent um, how much money? Um, I, I think you're right about Coda simply because Coda and Power of the Dog seem to be the top two, but. I think the preferential ballot here is going to help Coda where nobody loves the power of the dog. Nobody loves it. it it's going to get, it's going to get people voting for it for number one, but a lot of people, no matter what they vote for, whether it's Belfast or licorice pizza or what have you, they're, they're all going to probably put Coda as their number two. And that's on the preferential ballot and how that works is probably what's going to put it over. When I, I, I think, um, with Coda, it is a it is a feel good movie. It my wife turned me on to it. I hadn't mm-hmm. really seen it or heard about it. Saw it, and then all I could think about was this is a feel good movie. This is the this is the movie we need for twenty twenty two. And that even with movies that I love in this category, I love Dune, love Licorice Pizza. Actually, I, I certainly like Licorice Pizza. I love Nightmare Alley, and I love West Side Story. Um, so Coda is an interesting cat. It's a movie that you can sell to the masses. And I just, it's got something. It's got that magic it. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha, I know you said you were thinking here. Power of the Dog is probably going to take it home. But I think Belfast or West Side Story could be a steal as well. Like those two are really tight for me. Belfast is feel good. It's about family. It's a it's a fine film and it's one that's going to be forgotten. But then again, so was Green Book. So um but with West Side Story, it just dropped on the HBO Max and Disney Plus two and a half weeks before um before the Oscars. So they're doing one last really big push with the public. Um, and the public tends to be really loving it. Um, oh, yeah. I, no, no. And that that's one, 
that would the hell with Apple TV or Netflix. <laughs> if West Side Story wins Best Picture, you are shuffling people to Disney Plus and HBO Max, two streaming services for the price of one. Okay, so what I would say about Coda, where I where I sit. I can't say anything about Coda. I haven't seen it yet. So oh, okay. I, well, but where I, where I sit, I've seen it. I love it. Okay. What I would also say is it won the SAG Ensemble Award. I saw that. It won the Producers Guild of America Award mm-hmm. this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's going to usurp the power of the dog. It's going to beat the power of the dog. And it is going to be a feel-good movie that you can sell to the public. Because right now, the Academy, people in the Academy feel out of touch, right? Seth Rogen saying, oh, nobody cares about the awards. Who gives a shit? All this stuff. And what's going to happen with CODA is, you know, we, we made this movie Best Picture. It is a great ambassador movie with a huge message. And it, it it's just something special that, that doesn't come along a lot. And they're right in this weird spot. Where they can go super artistic, fighting Sam Elliott, all this crazy talk, like controversial, and and basically Coda walks in, and it's this feel good movie about about deaf Americans raising kids that that have to sign and do everything for their parents. It's special, and it's and I just think it's prime for the upset. Okay. All right. All we'll right. Find out on Sunday. Yes, we will. And I'm very, uh, I'm very excited about that. Yes. But I do think that's going to wrap us up for this uh, special pre-game, uh, pre-Oscars edition of the Big Picture Podcast. JW, can you uh, just give us some of your pluggables here really quick? Oh, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you can find me on Twitter, at Florida Movie Guy. Uh, we have the Loud and Nerdy po- uh, Podcast, The Group, which is on Facebook, on the Facebooks. And, you know, you can just go there. It's a lot of fun. We're having a good time. You know, it's got about 700 members. Everybody has about the same inclinations about movies. A lot of chatter. People talk. It's fun. Put up stupid memes. Put up <laughs> uh, posters and trailers and everything you're looking for. Um, and we, we have not had anybody ever get kicked out of the group. So it's a fun place to come and just congregate with other like-minded nerds. It's a remarkably chill corner of the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no fighting. There's really yeah. no fighting. It's kind of it's kind of amazing. We have 700 people, and on a daily basis, everybody gets along. It's weird. People fight about like silly things, like whether or not the Chucky movies are decent. You know, it's fun. <laughs> they get worse as they go on. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, I actually I agree with Rich. Oh, they get better. And the show, the show. Yet. Rich knows. Rich knows how I feel about the show. The Child's Play show that was just. On, holy shnikes! I've heard it's good. It's fantastic. It's really good, really good. And, so, you know, with all kinds of stuff that you couldn't have in '80s horror films, in now horror, really good. Mm-hmm. Good. But once again, thank you so much, JW. Um, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out for us uh, this evening, and of course, we'll talk soon. Take care, Rich. Bye, Natasha. Remember, you can find us online at bigpicturepod.com, and we are now available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So either use the link in the show notes post or head directly there. Search and hit subscribe. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave a positive review because that helps us connect 
with more listeners. Since this is the Oscars pregame show, Yay! we will be back Monday morning with our Oscars post-show wrap-up, which, as we always do, we record, like, as the credits are rolling on the actual Oscars broadcast. And we'll have that for you uh, Monday morning. And that is all right here on the Big Picture Podcast. Hollywood, that's gooey, bally, hooly, Hollywood.